I am unashamed. What about you? Gotta go have coffee. If I made as much money as Phil, I would buy a little better grade of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) He buys the cheaper coffee and then just just load it up, just load it to the top. Folgers to the top. Folgers to the top. Yeah, I've been putting a little of that espresso thing y'all come up with, but it's pretty good. (laughs) Way better. Way better. I trying to explain the roast concept of that. Once I figured out that this costs a dollar, there's a reason. (laughs) Mine's costing five dollars. And yep. I, I get it. All right, let's <laughs> get, get to the chase. Where, uh, are we, where are we getting started here? We're going to start with started. your. We already started. We're talking about your coffee. All right, talking about coffee. So, Woo. Jim Daly, welcome to the Unashamed Podcast. I love it. You get some of uh, Dad's special brew coffee. That's you passed the I'm test you. that you drank that. That you drank did, it. Yeah, and didn't and you actually, do it. And make a face out. or anything. It tastes like home. I'm telling you. It's just like my wife's coffee. <laughs> What's funny is Jim's like, yeah, that my wife's like that. She drinks coffee like y'all. And I was like, that's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> she would love to come and run from this coffee. So, Dana, where, where are you out of? Colorado. Colorado, Colorado. Springs. So, okay. this, this is what you could label when all the smoke clears. Running with the rednecks. <laughs> That's definitely that'll fit. Hey. I like that. This is Green Acres. This is Lisa Coffee. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so it's like mud. Jim yeah. is the is the president dad of, of Focus on the Family, which is a group that was started in the seventies by Doctor Dobson. Yep. So. You know, back in the seventies, we were Jim. We were watching Doctor Dobson on films. That's right. You know those reel to reel films on Wednesday night. That's right. About marriage, about family. So it's a long tradition uh, of that. And I think let's see, Jace, have you been on Jim's show? Have I? Y- yep. You and your wife don't came take on. that as no, no. The fact that I <laughs> yeah, don't. No, know. it's okay. I remember. Uh, <laughs> I wake up every morning. And it takes me twenty minutes just to figure out. <laughs> where i'm at that's because you need stronger coffee well yeah well this will do it i mean this is the worst tasting that i've ever tasted yeah it's you need a better grade of coffee i'm telling they make stuff that's better is he adopted no i'm drinking it and it's strong i like it it's just the wang it's this chicken you know it's a new orleans the wang he was marked he was marked as a while he was just out of the womb uh, by his uncle, my brother Silas Robertson. I'm I'm baiting up a trot line across the Red River. Uh, I'm, baiting my hooks, I'm baiting my hooks, and Sai pulls up on the bank over there, and I look over and see Sai parked there, and he comes running over to the edge of the water, and he I'm in the middle of the river out there baiting the line. I look up, he said, he said, hey, he said, Miss Kay's having that baby. Well, she was talking about Jace. And I said, what do you want me to do about it? I said, hey, it's, it happened. I've already done my part. And yeah, the compassion, so the si, excitement. So Sai si hollers out, well, well, what do you want to name him? She wants to know what you want to name him. I said, I baited another hook. I said, name him after you. He, he got in the truck, took off. He was all thrilled. He said, good, nice. So Jace came out. Jason Silas Robertson. He was marked from birth, and that's why he sometimes acts like he's about half a bubble off. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> si was that came a compliment here. or compliment. an explanation? Sai's so, famous line is, it's, "Boys, it's I've always act, I've always acted like an idiot." He said, "But I didn't think I'd ever find a bunch of fools that pay me to do it." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, si, so, so your so, size favorite. So Jason, well, uh, I'm, I'm his favorite. Oh, but, here we go. But they they 
do have an affection, but it's like you know they it's a fighting effect. They argue yeah. constantly. Argue constantly. But it's a but it's a but you but y'all are close too. It's just a weird. Well, yeah, I think it's one of those deals. He loves to argue with me, or but like like he was Sunday. I I preached at our local church, and Sal was the Amen section. I mean, I, <laughs> so he loves you. He I he was really the only person in the audience that I thought was actually awake. <laughs> well, we have two services. If, if, you're, if you're preaching is only connecting to Sai, I don't know. Maybe you need to go back and well, Sai, you know what's weird is he doesn't have Sai. We have one guy who's real emotional and charismatic. Our friend so you, Kurt Live. Yeah, Kurt Live. I love this guy. He's awesome. And uh, now he'll scare you because yeah. he'll yell. Yeah. Like in our church is not like super. You know, not a lot of yellers and hand raisers. So yeah. when he. When he goes into Kurt goes into his mode, he's, it's you know it's jarring. It's, I usually jarring. have to stop and say for the visitors that that is our amen section because he's just like Jesus. Yeah. It's with everything he's got, and, but Sai will just start talking loud. I mean, everybody's but who who knows what he's saying, you know? And I was like Sai. I'm preaching now. That's right, he, Jack. He starts, That's right, Jack. Well, it's more like. I don't know what he said. He's, it was he, a couple of sentences. You know, he said something like, yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to it. You know, I I, I don't know. <laughs> he does, but he only does, you notice he only does that when it's us, like that with dad speaking yeah, or you're speaking or I'm it's speaking. It's like he can't help if it. If somebody else is doing it, I've never heard him do it. But if it's like his family, he feels like, well, this is my family. I can just. Put some yeah. commentary in there. He, if he was doing that Sunday. Yeah. And so I've heard that. You know what I'm saying we'll argue, but when I, you get up and start speaking, he's like your biggest supporter. Right. So. All right. So something bad happens. You know, we got some kind of natural disaster, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes. You wind up having to stand in some long line trying to get some food. FEMA. The grid, the grid goes down. The grid goes down. It happens every day uh, around the country. So we got something right here uh, where you can avoid all that. It's called a pay- uh, It's called a Patriot Pantry. So it's a four-week food supply. Uh, this stuff lasts for twenty-five years. <laughs> twenty-five years. Twenty-five years is how long this yeah. this stuff is built to last. We got uh, there's some homestyle potato soup. Uh, what we got right here? We got some a cheesy broccoli and rice soup. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so this stuff 25 is 25 years in that pack. 25 years in the pack. So, I mean, it's going to be around for a little while. Something bad happens. Uh, basically, well, I mean, it could be something good. I mean, if Jesus comes back, I'm wondering if people will be, because you, you know, he ate fish after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. You could actually grab some of this well, for could. the journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if we're hunting, I never thought about that. We, well, I'm just saying, not because you need it to stay alive. Just yep. for so look, Jesus made a real spiritual contribution. I mean, it can maybe go into the next ride. I mean, that's pretty Why good. Why couldn't it? He ate fish post resurrection. He did. That's true. I'm just saying, you so this won't need it to stay alive at that point. But I just think it would I look be at, something at it after uh, you know, because as long as there's woods and water, we can catch plenty of fish and kill animals but but this would be fantastic for sides yeah yeah this, it's basically the side you, you need a good side, side dish right to go I'm with your well, i'll that get us some meat <laughs> but but this would be good for side dishes. so the so patriot my, my patriot supply folks uh have, have provided our sides uh and maybe our eternal uh snacks so uh it's a pretty good deal 
Act Now save 100 bucks on a four-week, which is what this is, a four-week emergency food kit. Uh, you can, if you order it now, you can get it two days uh, brought to you. Save 100 bucks if you go to preparewithphil.com. Save 100 bucks, preparewithphil.com. So we're preparing with you, Dad, hey. for sides and whatnot. You never know. Uh, he's pretty yeah, good. So well, to the task at hand, <laughs> well, that's, that's enough about old Silas. Uh, Phil's getting you're control. You're the one that Daily, daily, I'm just reading here. Focus on the family. Uh, evangelism is is right. your y'all's values. Marriage, biblical marriage. Uh, ch- how to raise children. Right. Teach them all scriptures. God breathe. Teach them. Rebuke them, correct them, train them. So that's a great uh, group of values here incorporated in your mission statement. Sanctity of life, for crying out loud. I mean, give me a break. I mean, duh. we have a country that's slaughtering their own offspring. It's crazy. You're like, what crazy. in the world? Yeah. So kudos for that. Social responsibility, just doing Good when you get up. Love your neighbor. You love know. your neighbor. Yeah, love exactly God. Right. Love your neighbor. I mean, who's going to look at you and say, do what? You're like, love God and love your neighbor. Why don't we try that? Uh, reckon that might work. They're like, love God and love your neighbor. Now, what? I mean, <laughs> it's and so finally, uh, you know, it, it helps if you want to have a cohesive, uh, uh, vibrant society. If human beings knew are pretty confident of the fact that they were either male or female. Absolutely. I mean, I said, look in a mirror, strip it in your bathroom, look in the mirror and check things out. And I said, that should clear it up for you. But we living in these days, you're like the ones who repent of that, by the way, when we're talking with them and they turn to God, we ask them, did you know it was a lie the whole time? Did you mm. did you know you were a male? And sometimes the female, did you know you were a female? All of them say, well, of course. Right. The honest ones say, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I knew. I just well, listened to that. Well, you, right. you were telling well, me that you have. But that's a lot really of, a great You have a lot statement. of individual relationships with people. Uh, from from the homosexual community, I mean, you you guys are labeled hate group, uh, all this stuff because you believe in traditional marriage in the Bible. But you have a lot of relationships, just like we do, where yeah. you're you know, when you can get out of this sort of loud social media place of talking about this, you know, it's a different environment, don't you it, think? It is, and you know, God's a God of relationship. I think the whole thing is right. You know, go and. Proclaim the gospel, right? Right, right, right. You got to be talking to somebody when you do that. Exactly. And I think it's been something I've tried to do is to reach out to those who see us as the opposition, right? To go and meet with them. And so, yeah, I've developed some of those relationships. I've had dinner at my home with those people. Yeah. And uh, it's very interesting when you meet with them. It's always out of pain. Yeah. One of the the gentlemen I'm closest to it came from a Christian home, a farmhouse in Kansas. And when he told his mom and dad he was gay, his dad said, I love you, but I never want to see you again. Get out of my house. And, you know, he had to deal with that. So you talk about, okay, how do you see your heavenly father? 
Well, I don't if it's anything like my earthly father. I don't want a relationship with him. Right. Isn't that amazing? And I think the whole battle is trying to overcome that damage. Yeah. And show love and and show grace and and to be a helper. So I I love this, Dad. So when I saw the focus mission statement, this could be our mission statement. Listen to this. This is the mission statement for folks on the family. To cooperate with the Holy Spirit in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible. I mean, I was like, <laughs> if that's not the, the, the Robertson and then, and then their caveat, what they focus on by nurturing and defending the God ordained institution of family and promoting biblical truth worldwide. So, I mean, that's a great mission statement, but that's basically what we're trying to do. You are so bigoted and hate filled. How yeah. could you say that? That's right. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> well, you know what happened with Drew Brees, right? I want to talk about that. I want you to tell us about that. So we have this thing every year called Bring Your Bible to School. And this uh, October 3rd, it it happened. And we had 670,000 October third of this year. Yeah, yeah it just, just happened. Must have missed it. Yeah, you did. Was that? You, were, you, you were preaching somewhere. You, you were still trying to wake up and <laughs> yeah. trying to connect to preaching. Okay. But the amazing thing, so Drew Brees just chose to do this twenty-two second video. We didn't ask him to do it. He just said, "Hey, I'm going to do this for you." And he got on and he did it. It was on social media, and people uh, from the LGBTQ community began to attack him. How could you work with Focus on the Family? They're hate-filled people, and they weren't attacking people. what he said on the video. At no, all. they yeah. But it, it was what just did he, he say? He was just like he quoted a scripture. He quoted a scripture. And said, said it's great for you to bring your Bible, bring your to, Bible school. to school. I mean, it's oh. twenty seconds. It was yeah. It was very. It was nothing controversial about the video, but the attack was because focus. Yeah, it's their. It was their idea. Which I think here's the problem. I'd love your perspective on this. To me, some that oppose religious expression in pub, in the public square, they've mastered the art of the mafia shakedown. So they're trying to intimidate Drew Brees basically to yeah. not associate with us. Right. And, you yeah. know, he had oh, to make yeah. a choice. Right. I mean, he chose to stand with us. God bless him for doing that. But some people would buckle because right. they don't want that pressure. They don't want to be called out that way. That's right. So they just kind of say, yeah, let's forget that focus on the family. Let's not work together. They, they, that's the shakedown. That's the shakedown. That's what it is. I mean, it's an intimidation. That's why they've tried to undermine the guys that founded the country. Say what you will. If you got a group of individuals together at any time frame in history and they come up with the Democratic Republic, such as these United States of America, and with the Constitution that we have, you'd say what you will. These guys were very intelligent. Very. I mean, it had never happened before. You'd never got a Democratic Republic like this one ever. So watch. Here's here's George Washington in the face of all of them getting mad at Drew Brees. Uh, here's George that Washington, means, the the first I president. Uh, you do well, you do well to wish to learn our arts and ways of life. He's talking about America, uh, and above all, the religion of Jesus Christ. This will make you a greater and happier people than you are. While we're zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, remember George Washington was a general, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion. He said that was that, that's the apex of it all. Make sure you understand what the Bible says, the Jesus that is told about in that story. To the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. 
So if you start reading through this, I now make it my earnest prayer that God would most graciously be pleased to dispose us all to do justice, to love mercy, to demean ourselves, and that charity, humility, and pacific temper of the mind, which were the characteristics of the divine author of our blessed religion. That's the way these guys were talking. Mm. And 2000, 2000, 240 years later, Drew Brees said, make sure you bring your Bibles. And they're like, wow. And all That's that. a whole different perspective. <laughs> it is. You put it together well, like that. Principles. That's why <laughs> they try to undermine gentlemen like uh, George Washington. Yeah. Daniel Webster, John Adams, all the founding fathers. They all were gone. Well, I preached my sermon <clears throat> Sunday. I made a point of what makes America great. And it's, you know, I quoted the Declaration of Independence. You know, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. And it says, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, you know, I talked about that life, how we, from God's perspective, we've put a human life, unborn or born, above an animal's life. You know, mm-hmm. and you go through that principle that's in, in Romans 1. And Romans 1 describes when you when you don't have that, what happens as a result? You know, you have chaos and evil in, in every way. But I was getting to a point of that is what makes our our nation great. And, and you know, we're proud of our nation. And, I'm you know, I would I would I've been to third world countries. I, I love living here. But I, my point was I got to Philippians 3 and talked about, but our citizenship is in heaven. And then I read Acts 17, of, uh, you know, in Paul's explanation there, he says that God gives all men life and breath and everything else, and he determines the places for them in the exact times they should be there. So my point was we were made in, in heaven and by God and we're made on purpose. So you see all these people in our world that are so confused about their identity or they don't feel worth anything. When you start looking at like that from a grand plan, all of a sudden your attitude about yourself starts changing, which I got to the point of we as followers of Jesus, we have a declaration of dependence. And I read John one 12. I'll read it. I'd like to get your, your Hmm. thoughts on it, but I had, I'd really, Never noticed it before, but I read it, and it says, uh, speaking of Jesus, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And so my whole lesson was, God created us. He determined the time set for us, the exact place we should live. Yes, we love our country, but we're from heaven, and we're waiting for a Savior to come back there. And we're not confused about our purpose. And so then I fused in this idea of being born again, of getting God's spirit, and letting three qualities of God, three characteristics of God's DNA, which is, I'm getting to my point here, life is one of his qualities, he doesn't decide to live. He just is life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, when Peter preached that sermon in Acts 2, it said it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Right. Mm. He, he, he is life. 
Then I made a point about light. He is light, which I, I answered an argument that people who don't believe say. They say, well, how come God said, let there be light, and then he didn't create the sun till the fourth day, hmm. which is a really good question. And, uh, you know, I read Revelation 22. I went to the end of the story where it says, in the end, when Jesus gathers us together, there'll be no night and you will not need the sun it's an awesome text it says for he will be their light mm. so i was like he is light mm. he didn't just decide to turn the light switch <laughs> on he just is you know there's a verse that says he lives in unapproachable light, light. Yep. and and even the the point about the big bang theory everyone agrees that there was some explosion of light they just focus on why when where we focus on who and so then I got to love, which is my point, and God is love. It's not like, you know, people that say he loves some people and he don't love the other people. That would be impossible for him. He is love. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't just pick a group and say, yeah, I love that group. And so I read the first John 4, he is love. It's not that we love him. It's that he showed through Jesus that he died for everybody. Right. So that was the gist of, you know, what I shared. But. I, I zeroed in on he gives you the opportunity to start over, to be born again. And even my dad, when he went through that controversy over quoting 1 Corinthians 6, when he was asked about, you know, homosexuals, your actual point was, yes, God loves everybody, and there is a way, you know, to be redeemed, to be washed, to be Correct. sanctified, and do it God's way. No matter what you're guilty of. Yeah, uh, you were trying uh, to uh, share something positive so that was the gist of my sermon which is the same thing that you're sharing you know just from a a lot better look probably (laughs) so that's pretty good think about it think (laughs) about it you get chastised and maligned and vitriol is directed to you like drew Brees, because you said bring your bibles here's daniel webster u.s senator secretary of state defender of the constitution The Christian religion, its general principles, must ever be regarded among us as the foundation of civil society. Now, they have to breeze 240, 240 years later because he said, bring your Bibles. Uh, Whatever makes men good Christians makes them good citizens. Who said this? This is Daniel Webster, who was a (laughs) Was that Noah's brother? No. Former (laughs) U.S. senator and, yeah. There's Ken folks. Really? Ken folks. Yeah, I've just been funny. To the free and universal (laughs) reading of the Bible, men are much indebted for right views of civil liberty. He tried our freedom, our civil liberty, directly to the Scriptures. The Bible is a book. It teaches man his own individual responsibility, his own dignity, and his equality with his fellow man. I simply bring this up to show people that's the way they were talking 240 years ago. Mm -hmm. That's the way they were talking. And just look at the difference in a couple hundred years. Now people are, there's an outcry because some football player, a godly man says, by the way, bring your Bibles. We're going. And they're like, well, didn't Noah Webster's the one that said education is useless without the Bible. Correct. That's why I was asking. All, well, I, these, all these Websters, 
You say there is the Noah Webster. He come up with the dictionary. I mean, it's you know, Webster it's, dictionary. It's, 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 I Webster, I, I, that was my joke. Yeah. yeah, he wrote the dictionary. So therefore, <laughs> when you have people like this and their kin folks who come up with things like dictionaries, you yeah. say, and you have a group saying, oh, "Well, you get these Bible." You're like, I think I'll go with the Websters because they made far more sense. Well, yeah. To me, yeah. Jim, just, you just have to interrupt. Yeah, you, you no, jump in here. No, what I was going to say though, <laughs> the point Phil's making is so strong, and by kind of positioning it with the founding fathers and what they said and what Drew Brees said, I don't think we understand how far we've gone away from those basic understandings okay. and fundamentals. Way too. And far. when you say it that way. With Drew Brees and the Founding Fathers, my goodness, it's crystal clear. <laughs> That's right. How far Google we fall? What he, what he said. <laughs> See how these yeah. people these these people wouldn't said. like our founders either. Right. They would hate. And it. I don't think they they, do. they 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 voice that. And so what happened in uh, Brees's case? He had to. About, there was a couple of days of the you know rancor. Yeah. And so then he did another video where he explained exactly what he meant, you know, and what he didn't mean, which I thought was good. He didn't apologize for anything. He just said, "Here's why I did this video," and that pretty much you know then it kind of peters out. Well, and the two things he said in the video, which we picked up on because we did a lot of media after sure, that, especially on Fox, Laura Ingram, and right. Hannity, and all that. Right. But the two things he said, hey, as a follower of Christ, there's two commandments. I I pursue and that's to love the lord your god with your heart soul and mind and to love your neighbor as yourself that's yep. right and we just reiterated that because right. that is true that's you true christianity he should have said, said saints love the bible <laughs> i play for the saints <laughs> i play for the saints you idiot <laughs> don't you want to be a saint <laughs> all right so i was excited this week because i got in my monthly tack pack when did you get here so I, and yeah, look, I'm I'm like a kid. This is like Christmas. So this comes every month, uh, and then you get to find out these are basically things to help you survive. Um, some stickers. Yeah, well, that's kind of you put on your vehicle right there. Okay. I guess Dad could put that on his uh, wheeler. Look here, Dad. Yep. Look what? Is, so you look at that. You say, "Well, what is that? Sleeping bag." Huh. Really? That's a sleeping bag. Pretty handy. It's in this little. I mean, you can carry it in your pocket. Does it like boil? And look, it's by the the tog frog. I mean, it's the people that can can mosquitoes bore bore nope. through that. Nope. Safe. Let's see You'd what get else. a nice rest in Louisiana without the mosquitoes. Uh, what is this? This is a drill. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, this is a survival. This is yeah. Well, you get something new every month. Let's see what we got here. Uh, rifle stop, adjustable rifle stop. Okay. So it's it's basically just things that it would help you. If everything goes south, and these are things that are coming in, so you're building up your little arsenal. Uh, you got uh, AR-15 parts, you got knives, you got cleaning kits, tactical gear. Look at this. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm getting it. Huh. Look, got the heat deal. See, I'm mean, so you get out there, and get cold. So okay. these are our friends at TacPack. Uh, so if you go to TacPack.com, use the promo code Phil when you check out. Uh, you're going to get a free knife. And who cannot have enough pocket knives? I mean, I lose them all the time. The TSA's got like 20 of my I'm knives. Finding them. I'm finding usually one knife per month, treasure hunting, metal detector. So if you miss the October pack, email the team, uh, which is what we just saw. Uh, you can sign up there. It'll help you out with that. So if you're into tactical gear and you're into survival uh, stuff that you need, uh, be sure and go to uh, TACPAC dot com it's a good deal i love it i can't wait every uh, every month i'm like a kid at christmas what am i going to get today 
Be prepared. Be prepared. TacPack.com. Offer code Phil. So, <laughs> so that's what I'd have said. <laughs> it would have worked. It would have worked. Kind of like what the Pope did. So, right? so, yeah. so Jim. So then you went to a game. They invited that you. Monday night game with the Texans. The yeah, opener. the first opener yeah. opening game. They invited you. So what was that? Experience? Well, we just went down. Well, number one, I had to leave four. Had you minutes. ever been to a game in New Orleans before? Only the Sugar Bowl. Okay. So yeah, it was not the first a pro game. game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I went down there, and it was a great game. Oh I mean, yeah. It was back and forth, back awesome. and forth, yeah. and then about four minutes before the end, we had to go out and do the Ingram show. And uh, I'm out there doing the show. And when I left, the Saints were ahead. And then they fell behind. And then, and they, then won they came it. back and kicked a field goal. So, I mean, I missed so the you're, most you're critical doing part the media of the game. The so, Lauren Ingram's like a spoiler. She's saying, hey, guess what? They just they just won the game. I'm like, what? So, uh, But it was good to you know be able to use that exposure. I think you played quarterback. I played quarterback. I yep. love spiritually playing offense, not defense. Right. I mean, why are we on our heels? We got the greatest news ever. I say play offense, score touchdowns. Let's use the Drew Brees thing to make a point in the culture that's loving and kind. Hey, guess what? Jesus loves you. God loves you. Right. Enough to die for you. And, well, I uh, found out since that happened, I've talked to some pastors down South Louisiana, and Brees, when he's not during football season, he's speaking at some church all across South Louisiana. I mean, he, he is passionate about his faith. So, you know, and, and I'm so glad that yeah. he, you know, stood in the gap when yeah. he needed to and that you guys, you know. I just saw Breeze and, uh, as a ex-quarterback, and I would see the uh, preciseness of his throws even in his 40s. Mm. I mean, when I say put it where it had has to be, yeah, and – I just thought to myself, I said, you know, you know, when you got God on your side, your the ball will go straighter. <laughs> it, will, it will go. There's some theology the there. Almighty, <laughs> yeah. the guiding hand of God is with Drew Brees because I've watched a lot of them. Well, Brees is at a disadvantage. Both of y'all were quarterbacks. You're both tall. Which most quarterbacks are because you yeah. get tall linemen, and you know he's not very tall. He's no. like five eleven or something. But you notice he gets up on his tiptoes when he throws <laughs> the ball to try to make himself a little bit taller. No, that is what all we good. all need to remember is, uh, in fact, uh, this is good for you, Drew. Everyone, including you, dude, who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Yeah, there you go. There, there is go. no way around it. So if I were Drew, I would just take that as a badge of honor. They all got after me here four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. after Jim all well, the here's time. Here's all yeah. he said. He said, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we live by faith, not by sight. So I want to encourage you to live out your faith on bring your Bible to school day and share God's love with friends. You're not alone. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so yeah. hate filled. Yeah. I mean, well, I think I can just feel the hate a... dripping off of that. That <laughs> so there was that's... no hate there. <laughs> I mean, come on. I know, it's ridiculous. I'm like Biden. I mean, come on, man. Well, I was wait, looking on. for the smoking gun, but that's not... there's no smoking, there's no smoking gun. gun. And yeah. he had to follow that up, you know. With a, hey, hey no, Drew, I don't think I would have. <clears throat> Somebody's got to get this to Drew Brees. By the way, it's his yeah, dad's Drew, addressing you. I'll, I'll get it to him now, <laughs> Drew. Uh, read Second Timothy three, but mark this, meaning you might ought to jot this down because this is where it's going to be. Listen to this: there will be terrible times in the last days. Uh, let's see, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, 
without love, unforgiving, slanderous. You say, they slandered the man. Yeah, they did. Slanderous, without self-control, just a sexual free-for-all in every direction, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. And then he says, Paul to Timothy, have nothing to do with them. Mm. Just just forgive them and go on down the road and never look wow. back. Well, I think the problem is uh, you got a lot of religious people that are mean, judgmental, missed it country mile. Yep. But then these groups will lump everybody who's associated with the Bible to those few groups out there who That's are exactly giving right. God a bad name. So, uh, by the way, true. for a guy, <clears throat> we talk about living out your faith, which is what he said. Last year, when he broke the record for the most yards in the NFL, which is huge. I mean, think about all the quarterbacks that have come before him. Drew Brees has thrown for more yards than any of them. And in that moment when they stopped the game on a Monday night game, he went over and knelt down to oh. his two boys. Oh, yeah. And and he made that moment about them. He's like, yeah. see what I've been telling you, boys? You can accomplish anything. You work hard. I mean, he gave them a little. And to me, that said something about the character of that guy. I mean, I was in tears watching yeah. it because I thought, you know, most athletes are about, look what I just accomplished, which yeah. and it was amazing. Yeah. He had no, nothing for him. He was like, let's pass that on to these two boys of mine and tell them this is what happens when you're the man you need to be. And I can't remember his exact words, but it yeah. it was powerful. And I thought, now there's a guy – this living his faith out on the biggest of stages because everybody's watching to see if he's going to break the record. And you know, that character, I interviewed him for Focus on the Family, and that character that he has now was developed in the Valley because he had such a tough childhood. Really? You know, his, I don't know much about his dad. His dad died or left the family. His mom was not healthy mentally. Oh, that's right. And like he raised his younger brother. And then somebody died. Yeah. His mom just died yeah. a few years ago. Right. Right. But right. they had a really difficult Bad. relationship. Right, 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 right. So, I'd forgotten about I mean, that. he had he had a really rough childhood. And amazingly, he and his brother talked about playing in the College World Series of baseball. And his brother actually was a walk on. I can't remember the university and played. And Drew Brees showed you up. Go to Purdue? To what work. we need to yeah. remember, Al, is uh, through it all, uh, here's Jesus. God in a human body walking on planet Earth for 33 years. You could see him walking down the road. You could listen to him. You could touch him. You say, he never makes a mistake, not one. And look what they did to him. Yeah. Good so, point. So, Good point. So when you look at it like that, you say, you know what? There's going to be vitriol and hatred. That's, That's just it. A, it's... But there me, is a devil along with there being a God. So. But again, it's this modern insanity. So let me give you another story. I know a guy, Keith Becker. Todd Becker, his older brother, died drunk with two of his football buddies in high school in Kearney, Nebraska. So his younger brother, Jace, you might want to listen to this one. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who Drew Brees' brother was. I'm, I'm still but on that story. This guy, Todd Becker's younger brother, Keith Becker, starts a foundation, goes around to six, 700 high schools in the Midwest, Friday high school assembly talking about the impact of alcohol and drugs and what happened to his family and the death of his brother and two of his football buddies and how it ended their lives. And then they simply say, hey, if you want to come to uh, a concert tomorrow night, it's going to be at the Baptist church in town here. 
So it's all opt-in. And the schools have done this for years. He starts getting letters, these schools do, from the ACLU saying, if you have Keith Becker at your high school assembly, we're going to sue you. And I'm thinking, you know, what's the conclusion to that, that the ACLU would rather have kids high and drinking and driving than have them encounter, God forbid, that they should encounter God. That would be the worst thing of all. What, Isn't that bizarre? It's strange. That the ACLU would threaten to, to sue a school because a young man whose brother died from alcohol is saying, hey, there's a better way. Kind of back to the founding fathers. Right. There's a mm. higher order. There's a better Therefore, path. We don't, yeah. we don't, our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You're like, when the powers of this dark world, you're like, you know what? It's pretty well clear to me, at least, there is a God in heaven. He is the God of love, and there is Satan and his forces. And I and there's a clash there. It's not the the human beings we're struggling with, but the power that's in them that yeah. we're struggling with. But the key question, Phil, is how how do you how do you maintain that godly character when your flesh wants to do what Peter did in the garden? Let's strap on and go to war, boys. Yeah, that's but right. let's get, let's Jesus well, said, yeah. you know, you have I mean, to be wise in the way you live. Yeah, I mean, the weapon. It also says the weapon. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Right. Yep. So, you know, I I I say this and mean this. I carry my Bible around. I I feel armed. When I have it, because I know the conversation when it comes up, uh, this this can't weapon, leave home without it. Yeah, this weapon, you know, demolishes strongholds and makes every yep. thought obedient to Christ. Yep. Because in the end, it's right and it's true. That's what, what happened to our schools. You just think about it. You you are taking God out. Right. I've said this many times. The byproduct of that was you took out those principles: love, joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. What could be wrong with those things? Those yeah. qualities. Well, you you took out things that make people get along. The give second chances, sure. forgiveness, and so when you try to you know have that in the name of religion to keep that separate, it's just a. Bad but look, but look at what just happened. Like this this uh, young man, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, is in a courtroom, and a woman is convicted and sentenced for killing his brother. And so she's going to jail. And the family, they're not, you know, most of the family is still, you know, hurting, which I get. And they're like, she needs, <clears throat> she should have gotten more years. But this young man, 18 years old. The brother. The brother says, yeah. it's his brother got murdered, says in open court, I forgive you. I, yeah. I want your life to be better. She breaks down into tears. He asks the judge, he says, can I hug her? Which I thought about that. Mm-hmm. How many people have ever asked that in yeah. a sentencing here? Can I hug her? I use this story in my story. Oh, this, uh, this, the Sunday? same story. Because <clears throat> so he, I said what you saw was unconditional love. That's right. You don't see that very often very rare. in our society. But look, Jason, it moved that entire, well, it moved a lot of people, but it moved that courtroom in the moment. So the judge, the case is over. They're about to take her off to go to prison the the convicted woman oh yeah this is the awesome. guys the guys offered the the forgiveness and she's accepted which is a powerful but he did say my hope is for you to uh 
what was the word to use about Jesus? Yeah. He said, I would I would want you to put your faith in Jesus. And have a relationship. Have a it. relationship with Jesus. He said, that's all I ask. So so he sets it up. He's like, you got to find Jesus. I mean, that's, that's what you that's need. What so the judge, who's a Christian, as it turns out, she's so moved like everybody else. So the thing ends. So then she goes back to her. He's he's told her she needs to find Christ. Yeah. He she goes back to her area where she gets ready to go out to try cases every day, be the judge, and gets her personal Bible mm-hmm. and brings it out and gives it to Amazing. this woman. Well, and she actually opened it up. And look, the I don't know if you saw the, the, the and the cameras caught it. She she gets the Bible out, but the commentators. I was going to show this during my sermon, but it was so funny that I thought, I don't want to make light that this guy lost his brother. Right. You know, because you said, well, what was funny about it? The commentators were saying, you know, on like court TV, they're saying, the judge seems to have some statue in their head. This is very unusual. This, what is that? Well, I don't know. It's some kind of, it's a, it's a book of some sort. <laughs> With a black but cover. I, you know, I don't know what this is. Uh, Don, have you ever seen Hi, anything Holly like Holly Bibble? What, I, what I have been uh, to courts. You know, I have, I've never seen that. She, the judge is actually explaining the statute that, and then somebody said, oh, no, they said it's a Bible. <laughs> oh, it's a Bible. The judge so is now. Yeah, on the well, you can hear. They say, "Well, this. let's listen. Let's listen." So when they listen, the judge is reading John three sixteen. Oh, at that point, the hair stood up on the back of my neck because the brother had said, right. "I want you to have a relationship with Jesus." Well, the judge was going down through the book of John and John three, explaining Jesus and the and the woman who shot the guy's brother. She was like tears were streaming down her cheek. Of course, then they went to commercial. That's how it ended. So, but, so guess yeah. what happens the next day? The separation of church and state group. Oh yeah, comes in and says, "No, no, no, we can't have any of this. We can't have a sitting judge bringing the Bible into this court." You know, and yeah. so now they're trying. But to it get was her, over. Trying it, to get it removed off the bench. The, oh, that's terrible. This, this was moment. this terrible. was the uh, what do they call them? Where the the court the case was over. It was over. The sentence had happened. That's so right. then there's there's the. Uh, what do they call it when the family members get to express themselves? Uh, yeah, it was the it was the family sentencing. Yeah. Well, whatever. but they call it something. What what, what is the phrase? What is the phrase they call that? You know they they get yeah. to they our, get to like. Kid, there's no lawyers here, Des. No <laughs> No, I'm saying what is that called? They get to. They can get to confront them. Yeah, confront their the guilty party, but right. they call that something. Somebody Google that. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is the bottom line is the only story that will top that one when you see acts of kindness, forgiveness, you have a sin free, perfect God in a human body, and they've strung up like an animal and driven spikes through his feet and his hands, nailed to a tree, and his final words were forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What he meant was, by their murdering me, my murder is going to remove their sin of murder. I mean, you just look at it, and you're like, whoa. So they wonder why, when you look at Jesus, Al, and you look at all that can happen to a human being on planet Earth, that courtroom just being one of those moments. But when you look at it, 
if you could still say, forgive them for the way they have treated me in the last few days and strung me up like an animal, you could still say, forgive them, get that out of your mouth. Yeah. That makes me feel, uh, Oh man, that, that, uh, motivates me to not participate in sinful behavior. Well, once I know that he forgave and it gives me you, and it gives you hope that we can be united, which is what people. the brother yeah. did. Victim impact statement was what God, I was that's looking it. for. Yeah. yeah. You Googled they, that. I did. <laughs> Phil, if you look, get one of these. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah, instant yeah. Information. He, what he's holding up, ladies and gentlemen, is a cell phone. Oh, they knew what it was. So, Dad, you ought to get Everybody one of these. Everybody feels like See, Dad would have to go look that up in the yeah. world book. Jace, be happy, son. I'm 73 years. I've never owned a cell phone. But if it were not for me, you wouldn't be here, dude. Wow, you wouldn't be Googling. So, normally, if Jace could look, he Googles and looks it up. If we were doing this dad style, we'd just say, all right, so we're going to cut the cameras here. Dad's going to drive down to his house, get his world book encyclopedia. <laughs> find out what this encyclopedias, is encyclopedias no webster's dictionary and a bible i'm telling y'all that's all you need when you're on planet earth they as far as research materials are concerned Phil, every encyclopedia in the history of the world is right here that's why all I, of them that's not why just I, one i go to the source of what's on that i just go directly to the source a here b c go. d e f what is the source huh? what do you mean the source the source is the encyclopedias themselves, just the facts. They took that, put it on the cell phone. You yeah. said, well, I'm going to read my cell phone. I, I said, have I'm going to read the encyclopedias because there's nothing viable on the side. Look. Naked women I hear are on that thing. In the yeah. encyclopedias, none of that. Every encyclopedia is in here. Your encyclopedia, they're in here. Without the filth. Okay. It's a fair They've point. added the filth to that. I said, I'm not going to fool that, with that. That's there. true. But it gives you an opportunity to exercise self-control. <laughs> because your children get a hold of that thing. A lot of times oh, they're I not agree. looking for what the encyclopedia said. They're looking for what this worldly yeah, stuff, yeah. evil one, has put in there, and the rest is history. This is the see legendary. But it's I an opportunity to tell them. Yeah, look, my daughter, she doesn't have a phone right now. Cause, but it's, you know, at least I know. I'll, I'll look at it and say, nope. You're not ready. My that, answer to people when they say, well, how is it, how do you operate without a cell phone and a computer in today's world? My answer to them is always the same, very peacefully. <laughs> That's how <laughs> But I now, operate. Jim, you guys, like, because you, you write books and you guys put out material yeah. on parenting and family mm-hmm. consistently. I, this has to be a big. Number one problem. Right. So, so like cell now, phones for kids. And they wonder why ago. I don't have one. Yeah. I'm trying to show no, them true. you can exist and function and do pretty well. Yeah. Like myself. And you don't need a cell phone. No, it's true. I, the experts will say, you know, delay as long as possible. So my two boys, they got phones at 17. Right. Which I thought was pretty good. That's a long you time. Delay, you did well. So I was trying to incorporate Phil's great wisdom there. That's right. But well, my uh, kids, I mean, two of them, you know, I, I gave my daughter at 15. That lasted 10 days. Took it away yeah. for four months. Why did you take it away, Jace? Trouble. Making bad decisions. Yeah. Nothing major, but nothing of what I would call major, but just. So I took it away for four months, gave it back to her, lasted. I'd say twenty-one days. It it's had to it, move back in. I got the phone back, but my son did the same thing. I mean, Reed, look, gave him the phone at about fifteen. He lasted twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours. Next day, I looked and said, "Okay, give me that back." 
So, Jace, you he are, went a couple you are weeks. proving my point. Hang on. Hey, but good fathering. Yeah. It was good. Look, yeah. I'm giving him the opportunity to do the right thing. Because, look, once he leaves this house, he's going to have a cell phone. Right, you got to teach he's him. He's still got to make good decisions. So, you know, it can be good. You can do good things on it. It's it's there's a, there's a lot of arguments I can make for that. So he lasted about two weeks. I gave him the phone. He lasted 24 hours. Took it back. Well, next time was substantial. It was three or four months. I gave it back. He lasted 24 hours. Well, then we went a year. I gave it back to him. 24 hours later. Nope. So I said, you know what? When you graduate high school, I'll give it back to you. So nobody likes to lose their hair. Dad, do you like to do you like to wake up and find more hair? I'd go with it one way or the other. It's not a big deal with me. <laughs> well, I don't like to lose my hair. I got my little ball spot that's uh this all in how you lose it. Falling out is one thing. If you have it yeah. jerked out of your head, that's something totally different. Yeah. You have to watch the brush, the limbs that are tearing at your four-wheeler going down to the woods because it'll, it'll, it'll take hair with it. Oh, so I, you lose more hair by no woods doubt. than anything else. No oh, doubt. I've actually been hung up in the woods. You know, oh, yeah. store in the Bible. Yeah, Absalom. Absal- Absalom. I had an Absalom moment. You were hanging by your hair. Yeah. Well, problem. so this product, uh, our friends at Keeps, is probably not for you two then. Well, uh, it may be. What it could be. Yeah, because if you lose it, it's not going to help. Is this something you drink or? <laughs> it is a. It is not you. You don't drink, but it is a. It is a hormone that you take. That because uh, mm-hmm. the reason you lose your hair is you lose this DHT, and so this super expensive to be able to try to regrow hair. They figured out how to do it, but like everything else, it's too expensive. So our friends at Keeps, uh, they've come up with a generic version, and they offer that to grow hair back. I guess even if you snatch it out in the woods, hmm. you know, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I'd have to, oh, I just we'd have to check the science that on that. Means you keep keeps, your hair. You keep keeps, your hair. You play for keeps. Well, does you're a marketing yeah. guru. Just I, right on I top of it. that. So if you're tired of losing your hair, uh, you can get a free online doctor consult, 50% off your first order. So it's already cheaper than any other way to get it. You get 50% off of that. Go to keeps.com slash door. D-O-O-R, keeps.com slash door. And that's where you're going to find out how to keep more of your hair. Pretty good deal. Which is, wow. And he was fine with it. Yep. Because he's like, I I can't, I mean, he wasn't even lasting. He finally got to the point where he recognized it. Well, he's like, fine. No, I'll give give it credit. The most useful thing I've ever seen coming out of a cell phone, and I say this in all seriousness and honesty, is Doppler radar. That's Tell, helpful. Tells me when the wind's going to shift, it's going to rain. Or be, I'm like, now that is pretty cool. Especially when you live in a place where the river rises 30 feet. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I say, get it's on that saying. black box. I call them the black box. Get on the black box and tell me what the river's doing at Camden, Arkansas, 100 miles north of us because you have floods. That's exactly right. Water comes from said, look what I can do. Did you see that there was a car that just pulled up and is leaving right now? And that was Al's wife, Lisa. Yeah. Now, how I know that is because she's just sent me a text and said, <laughs> I left a box and some shirts at the back door. I don't lunch. need to be that that tuned in <laughs> all the time. But it's cool. Uh, it me a note. I, you were oblivious of what just happened. But if you needed that box, well, look, I know there's a box out there. <laughs> It's but like you look magic at people, whether, you. They're, whether the family, speaking of the family, one of y'all's goals, uh, 
focus on the family. One of them is the, uh, the family. Mm. Well, when you go to restaurants, uh, oh, it's bad. And look, yep. and everybody is sitting there. And, and I, I've just Agreed. walked restaurants through. Restaurants everywhere. Well, I'm just saying. Airports. It's what about just airport? too. They're driving cars doing that. It's too much. Yeah. I agree. Too, it takes up too yeah. much, and it's too intense, yeah. and you can't even carry on a normal conversation. No, it, it's bad. You end up in some kind of virtual reality type world. I'm just saying what's amazing is that there were seven children in the Robertson family. I'm one of seven Four of them have passed on to the other side. You say, did any of those Robertson children that I was raised up with, including Sai, this is weird. None of them ever participated with cell phones. And stuff. Oh, yeah, right. They, they just. Your brother, your well, family, well, they didn't even have cell phones. <laughs> well, what I'm so saying old. is when they came along, oh. the cell phones came along. Well, yeah. No yeah. one got them. Right. No yeah. one fooled with them. Because it wasn't part of your generation right well no. right well now so, i think 84 percent of teenagers all teenagers have a cell phone 84 percent 84 that's high I'm yeah. just, my, my wife was so good for dinner so she always was about dinner at the dinner table it's conversation so we nobody brought their phone to the dinner table and we've done that i have a 19 oh, year old and a 17 year old yeah. so our kind i mean we had milk going through our noses because we were laughing so hard so what is your mission statement as far as y'all are concerned on how to handle and approach the use or lack of use or, or how do you handle the cell phone uh, dilemma? Well, again, I mean, one of the things you delay it as long as you can, then Jace has done a good job as a dad. I mean, to be engaged, you probably had, engaged. had you had uh, some kind of software that you could see what or was, was the going parents on. Need or you're to, looking oh, at. I know. Yeah, parents I, need to be engaged. Know what your children yeah, I'm in Absolutely. TV. I was in TV long enough to know a bunch of yeah. geeks, computer geeks. So you could tell what I, was. No, yeah. I called them up and said, I want to find everything in this phone that she would have deleted. Right. Can we do that? They're like, sure. So that's active that, parenting. That's, yeah, right. that's but, good. But now look, my point has been, it's not just the kids. They're, that's a great the, point. The, the older generation who are on the cell phones, they're not paying attention to their kid because they're staring at Facebook wondering they're if so somebody's engaged in social media. Yeah, right. somebody's gonna like what they post. Like it's like everybody goes to their own separate rooms. The kids in the mischief, but the parent they're in there saying nobody likes the fact that I just posted that I went to Taco Bell and I don't have one single like. <laughs> Well, if you went yeah. to Taco Bell, that's a problem. <laughs> so daily. That's what I'm saying. But in our culture now, they're like, they're letting you know every five minutes no, what true. they're doing. And then it's people ridiculous. are staring at it saying, nobody's liking that. But so here's my point. I don't have one. I never have had one. I mean, what am I missing? What am I missing? Because I'm, I'm, I, I seem to be pretty good shape. You say, let's see. Uh, you, no, you're right. You're right. It's I, instant I, access to everything that you don't need to know well but it it does make life easier as far as communication and information i mean now when i study or prepare i like to you know look at what the world thinks about something i usually don't look at what the religious people think i want to know what the world thinks you know about an issue that's where i came up with that idea about the uh you know, the light and the sun being created four days. That was some argument that I read, you know, from an atheist. And I thought, well, that's a good question. So let me research that. And then I was like, right. oh, you know what? I found the answer. You see? But I mean, I found that on the internet because it's instant access. But right? to Phil's point, you know, we, 
my two boys go to a school and there's a, another school a mile away. In the last two and a half years, we've had 13 suicides at these two schools. And I'd say a lot of it is linked to, to their phones, media. to social yeah. media. Oh, no, they put their words. They're not they're, measuring up. Right. I mean, it's That's terrible. It's well, awful. on the one hand, I'm hearing y'all talk, and you're saying you're defending your right to have it, and you, and you should have it, and, or you got to have it. But then I'm you're giving me stats about the suicide rate and the because you're a man of extremes. You're looking at it black <laughs> and white. I'm looking at it kind of like that alcohol. We talked about alcohol abuse, but there's nothing wrong with alcohol if you display self control. I mean, Jesus invented. I said this Sunday. He he invented the line, "Hold my wine and watch this." That's he, true. He made wine. That's true. So. <laughs> You know, if you want to just leave it alone, oh, fine. <laughs> well, that's what he did. You did. But that makes Never people quite heard it that way. But, right. but it makes people feel uncomfortable. They're like, "Well, that wasn't really wine." I, you know, I had somebody trying to make that argument. Yeah, I was like, "Oh no, it was wine." <laughs> and Jesus, it was a good stuff. Said Jesus good himself stuff. said, "I came here." John the Baptist was not allowed to drink. He came neither eating or drinking. But the Son of Man came both eating and drinking. He's talking about alcoholic beverages. And the Pharisees said, told told everybody, Oh, he's a there's a he's a drunkard. Right. He's a drunkard and a, and a wine wine bibber. But to Jason's point, it's yeah. a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous especially thing. Especially in the hands of young people. Yeah. Oh, sure. And we see that. So no you can use it for something. That's good. exactly right. I know we gotta end because we're out of time, but I do wanna uh, you know, we're talking about focusing on the family. You know, trusting in God, trying to promote his principles. I saw a movie this weekend's first movie I've seen in four or five months. It was called Overcomers. Y'all probably seen it. Or Overcomer. I haven't seen it yet. Overcomer. Oh, I seen it's it, fantastic. Heard, but, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. But it's it's about what the things we're talking yeah. about. Life can be messy. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is get people to realize no matter what happens in your family situation or the decisions you made, there's a father out there that loves you. Yeah. And we're in essence, even you know, in my my sermon that I preached Sunday, through Jesus, we have the right to become sons and daughters of God. I mean, that is the family that I'm trying to focus on. I want to be part yeah. of God's forever family. So, you know, regardless of what people say and the persecution and all that, it always comes back down to that. Right. You know, I believe God has a plan for everybody, and. Uh, you know, he wants everybody to be in heaven with him. I'm glad, by the way, we've teamed up with Daly and his people. Yep. That, that would focus well, it's on been the a, it's been especially good for Lisa been a, and I. Been a, been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been, it's been yeah, especially yeah. good for Lisa and I because obviously sanctity of life is one of our main topics because of our testimony. So this book, Desperate Forgiveness, you see down here at the bottom. For those of you watching, focus on the family. So we partnered with Jim and uh, focus. Yep to get our message out. We've been, uh, now we're about to do one of uh, the events that you guys are doing around the country. That's right. On behalf of the unborn. Well, you know, Daly has proven, if he hasn't proven anything else, because when we hear Colorado, we just, we, <laughs> we first inclination is everybody smoking dough. I, mean, I think Daly, there's a lot of Daly that going kind of, on. Yeah, Daly comes in from Colorado out, and I've been looking at him. He looks perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> and he's from California originally, so. Hey, <laughs> two strikes. I got one more. You throw that. So he's California to Colorado. That's it's awesome, though. But, but Jim, thank you but for being here. Look, it. the reason Jim is here, I never said, tonight he's going to speak at our 40th 
anniversary of for life choices which is our local pregnancy center mm-hmm. so they wanted a big name and they said oh you got to help us and we don't have any money i said man <laughs> that's a tough order i mean how do you get somebody in with no money so so i reached out to jim i said jim we have no money but <laughs> we do have phil's hamburgers that was all and, it, and he came before and that's a draw and, and he said i'm in yeah. no so kidding. so hamburgers got that's kind of famous it's oh, it's all you need to start a fast food chain. Phil's Burgers. Phil's Burgers. They yeah. are so good, everybody. They're yeah. awesome. Oh, they are. <laughs> you got to see side them. He eats them like chips. That's right. He yeah. eats them like he donuts. He's four of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're about to go down and uh, and give you That's your payment good. with some fresh Phil hamburgers. Well, oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for being on the Unashamed well, hey, podcast. Let me say thanks on behalf of millions of people that have watched the show and love what they see in your family, your common sense wisdom. I mean, it's really awesome. And it's great to see how the Lord has used you guys to. To draw people to him, and that's that's a great story. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Those of you that are you know part of our unashamed nation here, be sure and check out Focus on the Family and support these guys and help them out. So, until next time. All right, good to be with you. We are so glad you're watching and listening to the Unashamed podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. That's going to keep you up to date with all the new episodes, and it's also going to let other people find out about our podcast. So keep spreading the word and watching and listening to Unashamed with Phil Robertson.